streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. You think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. That's how you start a show off, baby. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Groupathon. I am Tony C. As always, joined live in the studio by my man, George. Or as I refer, refer to him these days, Los Georges, because of his multitude of abilities. Particularly that opening mix. Mucho mahalo, brother. Today, I'm El Oro. El Oro. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. We love it. That's Buddha Bar in the background from the Cafe Del Mar Paris Chill Out. As always, every show here centers around... Attitude of gratitude here at the Groovathon. I get to live the dream. Now, and far be it for me to think that I am qualified to modify Shakespeare's words, but to broadcast, perchance, to dream. Hope everybody had a good week out there. Hope you had a good weekend. Happy Monday, everybody, or as happy as it can be. First things first, let's just get this straight. The one thing that is absolutely the same about this broadcast and my original broadcast is both of them are taking place when the Mets are in first place. Yeah, baby. How you like us now having swept the Nationals? Mark my words, okay? About a year a year from now, two years from now, people are going to be talking about the Mets starting rotation on the same level as they were the 1971 Orioles rotation. Baltimore Orioles had a 420 game winners at Cuellar and Palmer and all those guys. We are the team nobody wants to see in the postseason. With a starting rotation like we've got, Everybody else just better learn to suck it because we're going to be around for years. So all you guys, all you Mets fans around the world rejoicing. We got some hitting. We're now hitting home runs. Lucas Dude is hitting home runs like you're going out of style. Tons and tons of stuff to get to today. Um, not, you know, not the least of which is this coming Thursday's Cleveland-based Clown Car Ateria slash Dancing Barathon. Uh, what else do we have? I'm... Uh, we're going to be talking about Governor Christie claiming that if he's elected president, it's going to be the end of the, the, end of the pot party, as he calls it. Uh, gas is now getting really, really cheap. Spotted it for, yeah, two forty nine a gallon. Raceway on State Route 84. two forty nine a gallon. And yet, there's complaints. We have complaints from Republicans about this. We'll be talking about that later as well. All of this is going to be surrounded, as always. By two hours of the greatest, most most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Last week had a bit of a jazzy feel. This week is definitely going to be more of a thump you in the face kind of rock feel to it. Got uh, back to the shredding Steve Adons for the drive groove. I've got back to back shredding Steves. I've got Led Zeppelin and then Nina Hagen's version of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, a little public enemy, a little pretenders going out to my man Joe Zemp because he's an oyster head head. I've got some oyster head for you. A few shout-outs. Mark Paroli from Cagney's House of Rock. Happy birthday, bro. This is like my favorite place to go to see live music around here. I've been going there for years. You know, it's always, almost, yeah, pretty much always cover bands. I'm a big music snob, so I always walk in. It's like, oh, it's going to be another cover band, and I always have a good time. The Cagney's House of Rock. Shout-out. Sterling and University. If you want to go out at night, shoot some pool, hang out with some cool people, and listen to, like, the best bands that are around go to Cagney's man 
Well, I do. When I want to go out and listen to live music and have a couple beers or whatever, that's where I go. We've got that. We've got a whole bunch of other stuff. John Faye, bit of a shout-out from my man John out on the Big Island. I know he's tuning in. It's just past 2 o'clock here in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. So it's just past 8 o'clock out on the Big Island. Just past, let me do the math here, 7 o'clock on that blessed plot in Lytham St. Anne's. And yeah, Turkey getting into the fight. Now it's just past 10 o'clock where Erdogan, who has continued to get his groove on, is going to, uh, well, he's going to keep killing Kurds until he can put together a parliament that uh, in Turkey represents him and not the rest of the people. That's what he's going to do. He's going to, you know, pump up all that kind of stuff. So thanks, RCG, for handling my Eastern Bloc operations out there. You all about ready? You got that look on you. I know. I'm anxious. I, he's anxious. I'm ready. He's ready. Going to start off everything with a bunch of train stuff. So we're not saddling up today. You know what we're going to do, Grooveteers? Climb aboard. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
next week, the Mr. Dope America Contest. Yes, it's the first annual Mr. Dope America Contest. Where dopers from all over America and parts of Alabama gather to compete for the cup and title of Mr. Dope America. Attention mounts as the final moment draws near. Who will be Mr. Dope America? Who will wear the leaves of grass, symbolic crown of royal dopehood? Some lucky contestant will walk. Or be carried from the room. Bearing the title of... Mr. Dope America! And to qualify for the Mr. Dope America contest... You must have been turned on no earlier than 1965. Jazz musicians, beatniks, and pre-med students are not allowed to compete. Contestants must have served at least six months in jail on a drug-related charge. Or have been drafted during the Vietnam War. Or be the son or daughter of a Nixon Republican. And the winner of the Mr. Dope America contest will hold the title for one year. Unless he, she, or it becomes a Jehovah Witness practicing Catholic. Or a member of any other fanatic religious cult. At which time the title will then go to the next runner-up. Along with the title, Mr. Dope America will also receive the following gift. From Crush of California, a beer can hash pipe complete with a string to hang around your neck. One blanket donated by the Google. A $5 gift certificate from Blowtown Bail Bonds. A brand new roll of candy white toilet tissue. Complete instructions on how to dial information. A hand combination gear pick and coach. An antique baggie from the Saran Collection. A free clinic urine sample box. A poster. A used loin. A seven-foot piece of twine. A string of beads. A box of matches. A bark. Free space and time. A collection of red handkerchief headbands. A tab top pinky ring. One rolled up music. Two calling birds. Three and a Partridge Family Greatest Hits album. Okay. Thank you. 
That is Brian Setzer doing Mystery Train. That actually is not on any album that I'm aware of. He, uh, I did a sit-down for a Canadian uh, television station, I guess about eight, nine, ten years ago. And they got him in the studio. They gave him a guitar, one of those, you know, that crisp, like it's a Gretsch hollow body electric. Sat him down and said, play anything you want. And they recorded that. And there's also, so that's on YouTube. And also he does a great version from that same sit-down of Route 66. Absolutely worth watching. Brian Setzer, just one of the most underrated uh, guitarists, musicians, band leaders out there. I, I'm a huge Brian Setzer fan. Before that, Cheech and Chong, Coming Attractions. That is from 1974, and I was talking with George about what it reminded me of. The end of that, of course, reminds me of the tubes were only um, What Do You Want From Life, where they run through all the things, finishing up and a baby's arm holding an apple. Of course, Cheech and Chong's from 74. That's, you like that one? Because I, I, I remember at one point, I had a friend of mine had the whole thing memorized. He had the entire thing memorized. So the Cheech and Chong's from 74, the tube's from 75. So I think we all know where Fee Waybill got his uh, inspiration from. Yeah, that's right, Tommy and Cheech kicking off the show. Rock and roll the way it's supposed to be done. The Pirates, Lonesome Train, that is from their album, Out of Their Skulls, which is half live and then half studio. If you like rock and roll and you don't own that album, you're shortchanging yourself. Really one of the best rock and pure rock and roll. They do Milk Cow Blues, Drinking Wine, Spodiote, um, Shaking All Over. Best version, I played their version of Peter Gunn, best version of Peter Gunn ever recorded by those guys. So that's, you know, that's how I like to open things up. A little rock and roll. I love the opening mix, by the way. The Buddha Bar, the Alec Baldwin. I'm on a whole Glen Gary, Glen Ross kick. You'll be catching that throughout the rest of the show. Big smile on George Vick. One of our Which favorite movies. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about that. Things that caught my eye this week. Well, one of the things that caught my eye recently is the new KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken campaign where they brought back somebody playing a colonel. Yeah. For years, though, they never used the word fried. Right. It was KFC. But now, you know... They're on a kick. But now we're back, and we've got, you know, Lipitor and the likes. Are we, so, we know it's fried. We, we know, know it's fried, <laughs> and we know how to take care of cholesterol counts in the 200s now. So I can go to KFC with a side of Lipitor. Sure. I absolutely like that. Those chicken fingers. And then what I like to do, they have that thing where they mash it all together. It's like mashed potatoes and chicken and gravy. And then they puree it or something. Yeah, it's a smoothie. It is. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's, I wonder if it's injectable. 
because you know that's how I like my stuff. I put that in there. That'll really you know, put it in your IV drip. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a debate. I use the term debate liberally. Okay, they're they're not going to be debating. This is a dog and pony show, and it's fine. It's coming up on Thursday in Cleveland. Thursday also happens to be the very last broadcast of John Stewart on The Daily Show. Now, it's a cry in shame because he records his show at 6. The debate takes place at 8. The show comes on at 11, so he's not going to have time to make fun of it. No bummer. This summer for late night talk show people has like crushed me. Stephen Colbert left and David Letterman left. Now John Stewart's leaving. I just saw the first previews for uh, Colbert's coming back on September the 8th to do the late show. I'm I'm serious. I miss this guy. This guy's funny. I don't care what your political persuasion is. This guy knows funny. And I am so looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with that kind of budget and staff. I mean, he's just going to go buck wild. I also caught um, a speech by uh, Governor Christie saying if he's elected, the pot party's yeah. over. Yeah. The pot party's over. Really? So the constituency <laughs> has nothing to do with that. That's going to be one of those, my first day in office. Wait for it. I think that's going to be the drinking game. That's the drinking game for the debate. <laughs> Every time somebody says, well, on my first day in office at the debate, you got to do a shot. All right? It'll take about an hour before your keel's over and propping up the floor, I would imagine. That's the big quote. On my first day in office, I'm going to do this. I, you know, Donald Trump, I'm going to build a wall. Really? So Congress is nothing. You're going to build it with your own money? Because I have a feeling that's the only way it's going to get done. But now, Lord knows he does have the money. Maybe we should let him build it and we'll reimburse him. I said that before. Well, we'll say we'll reimburse him. Right, of course. Dude. We're not asking. I got, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. It's just yeah. like our, our $15 trillion debt. Yeah, can you spot us Spot us the wall? Spot us, <laughs> spot us the wall. Don't worry, I'm going to pay him back in Greek bonds. Sure. <laughs> The Greek market opened up again today. First time in five weeks. Dropped 25% on the open. you got to love this stuff. Oil is now down to 46. I believe spot price is 46.20 a barrel. And once again, they just can't stop complaining about it on Fox. It's like this is bad. You know, the oil industry is usually a, uh, an indicator of economic growth. Well, first things first, the Chinese stock market's gone down more like it's just dropping through the floor. I had a friend of mine who said, boy, if I had money right now, I'd invest in the Chinese market. He literally said that a week before it started taking its nosedive. This is a guy who's like, you know, talks about how much he knows about stocks and bonds and stuff like that. I'm sure right now he's hawking stuff to, you know, to pay off his debt. But, you know, China's going down, Greece and all this stuff. Yet the stock market itself, not so bad today. When I left, it was down about 40 points. It's hovering at around 1,700 and change right now, which is where it should be. Gold is still way overvalued, and stock prices tend to go up and down based on the valuation of the companies involved. And the valuation a lot has a lot to do with interest and what consumers have to pay. So while your 401k may, may not be gaining as much money as you thought before, okay, the expendable income you now have, the free money you've now got, because the value of the things that you have to buy, everything from gas to all the things that are moved around as a result of gas, like everything, everything, everything goes down in price. So I just don't care about uh, the fact they were saying this morning, I watched an analyst on uh, one of the business stations. He said that oil companies are now having their lowest profits in 10 years. First things first, let me wipe away my tears. Yeah. Boo-hoo. 
Mm-hmm. They're not making our money. It's a crying shame. On the other hand, what do they have to worry about? Because we're giving them $4 billion a year in government subsidies, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So what do they give a fuck about their profits? The other guy, but the other thing she was saying is, well, this could have a bad effect. One of the reasons that we're, we're drilling so much oil here in America. First of all, that's not really, that's it's true and it's not true. That's not really the reason why prices have gone down. It's it's a little bit of the reason. Now they're talking about having to lay off some of the people in the oil market. He's also talking about how the transference, um, Obama, I believe right about now, is talking about um, energy and gas and greenhouse emissions and how we need to lower that drastically. And so this guy was saying as a result of that, what's going to be happening is your energy prices, your electric prices are going to go up. And the prediction, this is a prediction, okay, by most analysts in that sector say it's going to go up. Your, your energy prices, your electric per kilowatt hour prices are probably going to go up to about four, go up about 4.9%. This guy said he thinks it's closer to 9%. Okay, I can live with that as long as my gas prices are down 25%. Actually, 28% over last year. We're down a buck over last year. So it's what, 20%, 20, 20 some odd, 25, 27%. So I like having that disposable income, and I don't mind spending some of my extra disposable income on my electric bill. By the way, if you'd like your electric bill to go down, invest in solar panels. Right. Because eventually it will pay off. I don't right. care if you live in Seattle. Sure. Okay, where it rains like 300 days a year. Okay, eventually you're going to get plenty of free energy. Mm-hmm. I don't get this. And you know what? All those people that are going to fire from the oil. You know, they're going to get laid off in the energy sector. Mm-hmm. Okay, why not just, you know, have them build solar panels? I don't know. How is it possible that every house in Phoenix and in Palm Springs isn't on solar? Why? They, I just don't get that. That one I don't get. I'm basically figuring it's because oil companies like their money. Hold on. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. They like their money. By the way, you should be happy. By now, George, because what happened this week, the TPP got shot down by the foreign countries. They voted to not accept it. So it really doesn't matter what Congress says. All right. Anarchy. Anarchy. So there you go. (laughs) So there you go. I was for it. They were against it. Maybe there's stuff that I didn't know. It's entirely possible. Sure. We didn't know anything. I don't like unknowns. Right. Unknowns, bad. And I'm with you on that. Okay. In this particular case, I think they should have done the deal. Then let Congress take a look at it and let us take a look at it, and then we can make that decision. It's supposed to scream and yell and rant and raving about how the companies are getting a windfall. Of course they're getting a windfall. It's a business negotiation. Somebody's going to profit. There's no way you did it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with the whole Iran thing. We're giving them all this money. It's going to cost them 200 million, 200, something like $200 billion just to get their economy back to where it was, to, to like get everything working again. And they're like, well, they're not going to spend all that money on their economy. They're going to spend some of it on terrorism. What the fuck do you think they're doing now? They're the largest state sponsor of terrorism. That's not going away. I want to sit down at the table before I, you know, bomb, bomb Iran. I really do. I want to talk before I kill. I know. Strange. Strange. McCain. You know, what can I say? War hero. Fabulous. But obviously he's become a blithering dolt. <laughs> so, you know, I, I personally, that's, that's, my, that's my feeling. I would rather talk before I fight. Or the, you know, yeah. they're just lying to us. They're not going to keep their promises. Uh, yeah, right no order. shit, Sherlock. Neither are we. Maybe it's a step in the right direction. Maybe we won't have all this uh, there you go. agita if we start cooperating with each other. It's not at least talking. Forget that the cooperation. That, that would be nice. That's Communication. a nice Communication. Sure. That is not, you know, coming from a drone. <laughs> all right? I know, I know that's the easy way to, to let your feelings be known in the Middle East these days. You just... Send in a drone, bomb the shit yeah. out of them, and go. And I got no problem with drones. I like drones. I'm a fan of, of drones for war. I like drones being used for war. 
I just think we need to discuss the war first before we actually engage in it. I know. I'm out of my freaking mind. Towards those ends, you know what? I've got a great set of of out-of-your-mind music. We're going to keep the groove it down going here. I've got a bunch of stuff. I've been looking around through some older rock and roll. I went to a show years ago. I saw The Pretenders and The Three O'Clock, and I think The Flesh Tones all on the same show. So I didn't feel like playing The Flesh Tones, but I've got The Three O'Clock coming up later, and i got The Pretenders coming up now from their first album. Great stuff. If you... If you don't have the Pretenders' first two albums, once again, your rock and roll collection is sorely lacking. I don't judge people on what they say. I judge them on their album collection. That's how I judge people. I don't care what you say. What's your record collection look like? That's what I want to know. Then I'll have an idea of who you are. My record collection includes everything you're going to hear today. So that's how you can base me. It's the Groove Time on SoFloRadio.com. Across the street, cause you're precious. Moving through the Cleveland heat, how precious. You're taking that and all the kicks are so precious. You know I was shitting bricks, cause I ain't precious. Make me wanna. Make me wanna. Make me make it. He's got the fifth in Euclid Avenue Was real Precious Hotel still in coming into view How It's pity that you bruised my hip Cause I'm precious You shouldn't let your manners slip You're too precious Make me wanna Make me wanna Make me make it Make it, make it, oh, 
Jesus bail Found a dagger in his cell A brain no cure for suicide She was quite a dainty thing He held her with a diamond ring She never did have a final fling Cause there ain't no cure for suicide Pitching here, pitching there Pitching damn near everywhere My name. You know why, mister? 
because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name. And your name is your wanting. And you can't play in the man's game. You can't close them. Then go home and tell your wife your troubles. Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. You hear me, you fucking faggots? Good, get even. Come on down. 
But welcome to the Terradome. Enemy, welcome to the Terror Dome. That one going out to my man Jeff Wall. We used to sing that a lot before that. A little bit more, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, picking it up before that. Oysterhead, pseudo suicide. That is an interesting band. I've been playing less Claypool stuff now for the last couple of weeks, except it's never the same band. The guy's got like eight different bands. Now they're all out there. Praxis was another one I was listening to the other day. This particular band, though, Oysterhead, is Les Claypool, Tranastasio, and Stuart Copeland on drums. Stuart from The Police. So, absolutely worth uh, owning. There's only one um, recording out. It's called The Grand Pecking Order, I believe, is their only release at, with that lineup. Uh, that was a studio release. Kicking off from their first album, The Pretenders. Precious. Great stuff there. It was funny. I was uh, noticing that... Um, Mick Jagger, actually Martin Scorsese, is putting together a movie, and one of the producers is going to be Mick Jagger, and there, it's going to be on Max's Kansas City. So that should be interesting. I want to see. They just turned uh, Max's used to be down on uh, Park Avenue South when I was in high school. I believe it was my uh, it was my junior year. A friend of mine. I had the, there were two brothers who went to school. There, one graduated two years ahead of me, another one graduated with me. It was Danny Pearl, and he had a job at Max's Kansas City. Then he got his brother Matt a job there, busting tables. We used to go down there all the time. Best jukebox in New York City uh, during those years. Max is in the best. And I'll tell you something for for people who know New York City. The second best jukebox was actually a danceteria, and they would break it out when they would have a party on the roof. And I know this because I went to the party there for King Crimson and ended up doing a particular substance that I probably shouldn't have and threw up off the roof in the middle of a barbecue. But I do recall I threw up right off the roof at 30 West 21st Street. Threw up right off the roof. Now, I didn't throw up on the 21st Street side. I threw up <laughs> over the side that was facing south, okay, because it was on the south side of the block. 
So I got away with that one, but my recollection of that night was Robert Fripp was out of his mind, and the jukebox was great. The burgers were also pretty interesting. Not that they stayed in me very long, but, you know, they cooked a good burger, and so they used to have that on the roof. A lot of fun. Right now, in Congress, the greatest deliberative body, you know, the world has ever known, is talking about whether or not they should defund Planned Parenthood. And the line that I heard that I thought was the the great line said, uh, we have to defund Planned Parenthood at any cost. I love the logic. Yeah. Yeah. You like the logic behind that? We must defund them. Well, if you do, you want to know what those costs are? It's the cost of having to deal with tons and tons and tons of unwanted children and them growing up. Now, you could be like this lady from Central Florida who basically just killed her six-year-old kid because she thought it was going to get in the way of her relationship with, with her boyfriend. Yeah, he would have. It probably, yeah, he would abs- have. Absolutely. Uh, kids are bad for relationships. If you're dating someone without a kid, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll keep that in mind. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll absolutely keep that in mind. I'm, at the moment, I'm quite mm-hmm. happy. In, you know, That's why I'm only looking for single moms. <laughs> That's very- I don't want them to kill my kids. <laughs> But they are debating this. I said it last week. I posted on Facebook. I'm going to say it again. If you're if you're against Planned Parenthood, you're an asshole. Let's just get that part straight right off the bat. I'm saying it. You're an asshole. How can you be against uh, an organization that basically promotes health for half of our population? Because they uh, abort fetuses and sell the body parts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for profit, too. Yeah, sure. Do they do it for fun, for fun and profit? Well, yeah, certainly. When I buy the body parts, it's for both fun and profitable. Shrimp cocktail time. Mm-hmm. Yarmalicious. My own sauce. It's all, it's all the whole thing. It goes crunch, though. The, the bones, the little teeny bones. Hey. They're not fully developed. It doesn't mean I can't digest them. No. I'm just saying. No, but the, the crunch, some people like the crunch, you know? This is really one of those things, and I'll tell you, the, the videos were highly, highly edited. Sure. Now... Does Planned Parenthood sell aborted fetuses for money? The answer is yes. And if you don't want them doing that, you better hope you don't come down with a degenerative disease. Right. Yeah. Everybody is against this until their brother, they discover that their brother has early onset Alzheimer's. That's when they're suddenly against it. The exact same way Morton Downey Jr. was like, I hate fags. Fags are bad. Mm-hmm. The, right. the asshole is for exit and not entrance. Then he found out his brother you know, was gay and dying of AIDS, at which point changed, his, yeah. changed everything. You know, it's, it's always about hating the other people until you realize that somebody you love is, in fact, one of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood, that these people want to defund this, this is, to me, and I, I wrote this earlier, to me... What they've done with these edited videos is the exact same thing they did in 2012 with the We Built This, when um, Senator Warren was talking about infrastructure and saying, you get to use all this stuff. All these corporations get to use this, but you didn't build this. This comes from tax money. It's not infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we built this. They did. That was their theme yeah. for a day. Yeah. They, they literally took – they misinterpreted it in order to – On have, purpose. On purpose. In order to have it align with whatever their – supposed moral indignation was and that's what this is that's exactly what this is first things first if you don't like Planned Parenthood okay and you're still pro-choice mm-hmm. th- that can't be there's nobody right, I it can't. it can't be if you're against Planned Parenthood you better you know invest in the coat hanger industry 
Sure. Yeah, I'm going to invest. As a matter of fact, if they close on Planned Parenthood, my first thing is I'm going to open up my own yarn barn because mm-hmm. knitting needles are going to be at a premium at sure. that point. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I own stock in, in the coat hanger industry. Absolutely. And I'll still get the shrimp cocktails. I'll just buy them from the back alley doctors. Okay. Fat, right. Back alley doctors. I like that. Yeah. Off the back of the truck. That's yeah, how I, I just get... drive to a different place. Then nothing changes for me. So it's just a different alleyway. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah. that's always good. You know, but the price goes up at then. That's a bummer. You know, These people, they, they only give a shit about, about something until it's born. At that point, they don't give a goddamn. They just don't care anymore. They don't care about it, and it's just adding to problems. I'm going to tell you something. Every time you scream out against a group like Planned Parenthood, you better get ready for more police work, for more paperwork for the police. Right. Because okay? that's what you're going to be creating. You're going to be creating kids that are unwanted and unwanted kids grow up to be not the healthiest of adults, I would say. I'm just throwing that out there. And these these anti-choice people are are in favor of uh, the police state and the police being able to shoot these people when they do commit a crime. So it's it's really only a matter of when they want that fetus aborted. Way later after it costs us a lot of money and causes us a lot of problems, that's when they want the coat hanger. Wow, interesting. It's like late-term euthanasia. Yes. I like that. That's interesting. Well, there we go. It's like a 37th quarter term abortion. (laughs) The 37th court. Well, I've done the math on that, and it's yeah. nice to see a 12-year-old kid getting into trouble so early on in life. But they, they, don't. they don't care. No, they really don't. <laughs> I, I think this is, the, this is another thing that, that really frosts my corkies about something like this, because it is a fantastic, fantastic waste of time by our Congress. Okay? You want to debate that? Really? As opposed to why our veterans aren't getting proper health care? See, I'm going to say that that's something they should be addressing. I think they should be addressing the fact that our infrastructure is crumbling. I think they should be addressing corporate welfare bankrupting the rest of our the rest of the nation. But they're not. They're going to talk about something that can really get that that core constituency of lunatics just fringe fundamentalists. Fundamentalists are always fringe people. You cannot be in the center and be a fundamentalist. Fundamentalism implies uh, an inability to think another way, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. It goes brilliance, fundamentals. Brilliance is the ability to learn and to mm. change. Okay? These people have none of it, in my opinion. In my... That's... I need to... Okay? In my opinion, my humble opinion, they, they're out of their minds. I still don't understand why people put up with this. And you stated earlier, it's because there's that little teeny group of people that scream sure. louder. Yeah. It's the same thing with guns. It, it, it creates an illusion that there's way more of them than there really are. It's a, They're the fringe. It the makes lunatic them, fringe. I'll tell you something. You know what? It makes them no better than the governments in the Middle East, like Iran. Sure. When you see all those protests, what you see is the video coverage of it. It's right. 100 people. It's yeah. not thousands and thousands. They've trimmed no. it down. They've edited it to create what? Create what? But fear. Yeah, of course. Fear. Okay. It, and the, you know their media, our media, everybody does it. When the Cubans protest, they let three Cubans at an intersection. They zoom the camera in. Right. What's the name of the place again? What, which one? Uh, the, the the little cafe down there. In little oh, in Versailles. 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 Yeah. yeah. Or they go to Domino guys. Park and they to twenty people and they act like it's this big deal. Whatever. It's five people yeah, sitting on the corner in front of a coffee shop with big signs. Mm-hmm. Right. And a Cuban yeah. flag. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and fairly decent music playing in the background. God bless yeah. them for that. But other than that, they're just slamming down shots sure. of espresso, and they're not espresso. Cuban coffee. Let me let me make a distinction there. Well, 
Why under the, the broader definition, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that that stuff. A lot will, of things. Are that specific. that'll make your eyeballs boing right out of your head. In any event, if you're against Planned Parenthood, you know what? Seriously, wise up because we shouldn't be wasting our time on this. Choice. America is about choice. You want freedom? Then it's the freedom for people to do certain things that you don't like. And if it doesn't affect you directly, you should shut the fuck up. It's not the same as having somebody say they want to build a oil pipeline. It happens to come through your property. They're going to right. get you with you know eminent domain bullshit. No, 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 no. You want to talk about living in a libertarian society? Great. If it's on my property and it doesn't affect you, I can do anything I want. That's right. Or I, take it. I take it. Or take it, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of hoopla about Cecil the Lion. Yeah. When they broadcast, yeah. They, they did a thing in the Empire State Building where they put hundreds and hundreds of pictures of uh, endangered species. Mm-hmm. Okay, and okay, let's get one thing straight. Okay, the dentist the shine. If you, if you shoot an animal mm. so that you can have a trophy, right? You're a dick. You're a douchebag. You're yeah. just a fucking douchebag. And, and even other hunters think. I that. just watched on um, HBO. They have real sports, and there was a whole thing about the trophy industry oh, about yeah. how everybody gets a trophy now. Seventeenth place, you get a trophy. All these kids are getting trophies. Seriously, you pay fifty thousand dollars to kill a defenseless animal. Mm-hmm. With a high-powered rifle, mm-hmm. and then you bring it back home and you call that a trophy? Sure. Fuck you, pal. How about you and I go out, mm-hmm. we each get guns, and if you can kill me first, then you put my head on the wall, because that's a fair fight. Sure. Okay? Now, I don't really that's want that to happen. There's been a book. Nah. There's been a movie. <laughs> right, there has. There's a, Jean-Claude, a there's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie yeah, all a, about that a, stuff where they hunt It's people. a common thing. Yeah, they... Unbelie- how, how is it that you hunt for something and kill an animal and call it a trophy in any event? This is all over the place now, and it's and really, it's because it's an American that did it. Right. You know, if a European had done this, remember the chick with well, the giraffe? We wouldn't have heard about it. Yeah, we wouldn't have heard about it. We really wouldn't have. I don't think this would have been a thing. We've got a big animal rights advocacy movement here in America, and it's terrific. Far out great. It means that I don't have to pay attention to it, because i got plenty of friends who are, and I can focus on other things that they don't, like oil. Okay? You, you, you think you got a problem with animals? <laughs> Okay, uh, oil, water, those things, okay? And that's fine. Except they put it up on the Empire State Building, and my thought was, can't we put a montage of the hundreds of girls and women that have been kidnapped by Boko Haram up there? And the answer, of course, is no. no. Why? They're not endangered. And two, they're not cute. And three, they're no. where? Where are they? Africa. That's right. We yeah. don't give a fuck. Care about the animals in Africa. Right. If you know, And think of how much we care about them if they had oil. If those animals oh, had oil, gracious. well, we'd be we'd have lions. There would be lions and tigers. We would have to emancipate them. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Safari emancipation, regime change. <laughs> yeah, for the king. king of the forest. Not no more. Not queen. Not duke. Not oil minister. <laughs> you no, know, you know, if you're going to scream and yell and rant and rave about animals, I think just please, I beg of all of my animal advocate friends. Scream and yell and rant and rave about how we treat each other as well. Would you please? Because apparently we're not going to get around to treating each other better until we become endangered. Now, we're doing our best to do that by screwing up the planet. So, you know, maybe one day they will be broadcasting that on the side of something. It won't be on this planet. This planet will be uninhabitable by then. You know, but uh, remember something, man. There are people who do horrible things to other human beings. And if you'd like animals to be treated better... 
then you really need to start treating your fellow man a little bit better, your fellow man and woman a little bit better. They're trafficking in, like, little girls out in Eastern Europe. Nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody cares. And it's not that I don't care about the lion. I do. I love animals. I'm a Leo. I got a birthday coming up. I'm a Leo. Leo. Love it. Cats. I'm a cat guy. Feed them. They sleep most of the time. Gotta love it. We love cats. I like dogs, too. But for me personally, I'm a lazy shit. So I like cats. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So I don't like that. I that girl that shot the giraffe. Yeah. I mean, it's just, seriously, she needs to be smacked around. Like we need to put both of those guys in a room and let them shoot each other. That's it. We should have the chick that shot the giraffe and the guy that shot the uh, the lion and put yeah. them on a reserve. Sure. And let them try and go for each yeah, other. One, one, the two, winner, two, the loser, <laughs> yeah, the loser dies, and the winner gets no indignation anymore. But at least one of them will be gone. Oh, and you get, but you get to keep the trophy. Absolutely. There you go. You mount that, that head. Mount that shit up, man. <laughs> what? <are> you... <sighs> you know, the other thing is this has modern technology. Like, we can now make a 3D with a 3D printer. You can manufacture a gun. Why don't you just yeah. do that for a fucking animal? I had to leave the, leave the actual animal alone. That's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> and killing a lion is fun. How is this yeah. fun? Explain the act of killing something else with no provocation or cause whatsoever, but only for your amusement as fun. I'd like an explanation, and I'm not even that big an animal. Look, I'm a member of the You Kill It, I Grill It Club. That's it. I like meat. That's I'm a good a reason meat. to kill an animal. There you, you go. You want to eat it. I want to eat it, or it's going to clothe me. Sure. And I, and I know they're throwing away millions and millions of male chickens. You know, chicks, I am sorry about that. It's why I don't watch those documentaries. I don't want to know where my food comes from. I just want it there. <laughs> okay? I admit it. I admit it. I don't. I don't. You know, when, when John Stewart talks about pigs that can't turn around, I'm like, yeah, but bacon tastes good. Yeah. I, sorry about that. Okay? I am sorry. What's going on that. behind that pig anyway that's so important? <laughs> really need Isn't to that turn. missing nothing? Somebody, well, <laughs> depends on what state you're in. There could be yeah. something very, very uh, naughty. Nah. <laughs> there could be something very, not that it's illegal in most of those states. I mean, that kind of stuff's yeah. still legal down there. Well, that was enough <laughs> ranting and raving about life on this planet. <laughs> I love it, baby. The Groove of Dying kicks off. We're about the halfway mark. Pl- plenty of music still to come. Uh, plenty of things to talk about still to come. Got a set coming up right now. The 3 o'clock, Captain Beefheart and Elton John. Yeah, okay. Stop screaming at me about playing Elton John, right? I'm playing the fucking song. Uh, I was going to scream at you about playing Captain Beefheart. Oh, Not no, Elton John. That I haven't played it or that I am playing That you are playing I'm, I'm very curious about this. This uh, is actually this a dynamite song that's been covered by a lot of people, All including right. Led Zeppelin live. If you catch bits and pieces of this, you'll recognize it. So it's All right. good stuff. I just, just want to warn you, in, my old, in the olden days, I used to... Captain Beefheart is what I put on when I wanted my guests to leave. Really? <laughs> when he, with, with his magic band or, or with Zappa or, or his solo albums? The guy's got a swath. Of recorded music out there that, that very much spans nice. the globe. Anybody with any association to Zappa, I give leeway with any of their other music because if Zappa thinks they're good, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to give them a chance. That's my, you know, that's one of those things. If Zappa liked them, then I'm going to give him a chance. But I've always liked Captain Beefheart. He's got that. There's something about him. I like that. Kicking off the set though, the three o'clock. One of those great bands, you know, from the '80s. This is a song called "I Go Wild." Probably their one-hit song, and when I use the term "hit," that's kind of a medium-range thing there, which is to say, it probably didn't make it a away. It didn't make it out to Jesus Land. It stayed on the coasts. I have a feeling it's the Groove with Don on SoFloRadio.com. 
came upon a tornado, sunlight in the sky. Why we round all day?
Mission bells were robbed by ancient men Roots were formed by twisted roots Your roots were twisted there I was rebound before all I could die And each bird will leave this world to fly If the phoenix bird can fly, so can I And tell me John Gray Seal, off of one of these down. Welcome back. One of these down. The Yellow Brick Road, one of those things. The Yellow Brick Road double album that we like so much that you make a jerk off and candle in the wind if you're an old friend. It's a dynamite double album. Now I'm going out to my gal Di. She is having a brutal week this week. Honey, you're tougher than leather. Smile, all right? I know you're going to tough this one out. Before that, Captain Beefheart and his magic band. Sure enough, and yes, I do. There are bits and pieces of that if you listen to Led Zeppelin, uh, Song Remains the Same, in the middle of, I believe, a whole lot of love. They start drifting into a bunch of other songs. That's one of them. So there you go. It's tying right there. A little, little thing. I'm kicking off the set. The 3 o'clock, I go wild. That's from my uh, garage, the early 80s garage psychopunk New York scene going on around there. And, and what's reminding me a lot of this stuff is there's a thing coming up. Um, for the Lone Star, they're having uh, the, the original Lone Star, which was on 13th and 5th. And then they opened up the Lone Star Roadhouse on 54th, I think, 52nd, 54th, somewhere in there. The original Lone Star is having some sort of reunion with, uh, you know, uh, and Robert Gordon is going to be there. And he used to come up and shoot pool up with us tonight, Cafe. So that's going on. And now I spotted there's a movie coming out. And and guess, you know what? I had this written down somewhere. Um, by Danny, it's about Danny Fields. That's all. It's a documentary. This is the guy that basically uh, in the 70s was kind of responsible for making, he was, he PR'd a lot of punk, the, the early punk bands, MC5, Iggy Pop, Ramones, stuff like that. So there's a documentary that was made about him, and that is going to be premiering at some festival in New York, I believe. Wednesday, The Max is Kansas City thing with uh, Scorsese and uh, Jagger. That one got me all thinking. I, I have a feeling next week is going to be a lot of late 70s, early 80s, New York, you know, pre-grunge grunge. grunge. <laughs> the, the earliest of grunges. Some other things that I spotted this week. Anybody remember Ebola? You remember Ebola? No. Any recollection no. of that? Apparently... All of the money that we spent is paying off. I'm not sure what country it's in, but doctors have now 
done tests on a new Ebola virus, and they did it with 30 kids, and it's got a 100% success rate. Excellent. Yes. This is a thing that, you know, and I'm, there's a lot of people over here going, oh, no, 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 that's God's natural selection in Africa. No. Oh, this is just in time for my safari trip coming up that uh, I was worried about going to Africa. I know. And yeah. now it's yeah. going to be Ebola free. Excellent. I know. We're, we're rooting for him. In any event, that's uh, some of the good news out there. Like uh, shooting the last rhino over there. <laughs> the last white rhino. Yeah. There's plenty of the other ones. And you got to find that light-skinned one. No, they're not plenty. <laughs> not plenty. There's more. Okay, good yeah, point. Yeah, there's more. But <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, Trump... And the rest of his cohorts this week. I like to start every conversation with Trump. Trump, and I'm immediately laughing. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly. Start to show off with a joke. He's now at 26 percent. Now let's let's keep a few things in mind here. I know, rub those. <laughs> I know we're rubbing our nipples over. My nipples get hard. <laughs> I hear about Trump leading away, and everything on the on television has been about um, how the other candidates are going to deal with Trump. Do they have their zingers ready? Do they have this? Yeah. This isn't a debate. You want to debate? Go to Oxford. Okay. This is a dog and pony show on Thursday that we're going to see. Now, don't get me wrong. To me, it's the earliest of birthday presents. My birthday's the day after. This is the gift that will no doubt keep on giving. Okay, for ages. Because you know this is a clownathon of Gaussian proportions. Huge. And then, uh, at the end of the day, you know what's you know going to wind up? You know who's going to wind up actually winning? Is going to be uh, not the debate, but I mean the nomination. It's not going to be Jeb Bush. No, no, I don't think it is. I think because you know we're a year and change out from this thing. The the, uh, the Iowa caucuses aren't until next January. It's mm. six months before we're going to worry about that. It's going to be Kasich out of Ohio, and the reason it's going to be him really? is because Ohio is so important. Now you'd think the Florida would be important. Okay, that's what you think. <laughs> I, I don't think Florida is important. It's important to me. It's important yeah. to me. The rest of the country thinks. But they can. Drunk. But yeah. that's the whole thing. They don't have to worry about um, whether or not Florida's going to go their way because they can. They can just change that. They can. Mm-hmm. They can. You know, chad their way. Right. You know, the the unpunched chad their way into into the office. Ohio, on the other hand, if you take a look at the election in two thousand and four, the most interesting thing happened in Ohio, and that was for the first time ever. The exit polls and exit polls are basically, you know, you're not allowed to to interview somebody who has voted within a certain distance. Like you can't be. But exit, you know, so an exit poll is literally that. There's a guy standing outside the voting panels, and every person who walks in goes, "Who did you vote for? Who did you vote for?" That's it. Mm. That's that's what an exit poll is. In 2004, for the first time ever since they started doing exit polls, the exit polls were wrong. Right. It's the only time it's ever happened. And I saw a documentary where, and this is all about Ohio, and it's basically how they stole the vote. The Republicans literally stole the 2004 election. One of the interesting things was that a huge campaign contributor to George Bush's campaign was Debolt mm-hmm. Technologies. These are the guys that make mm-hmm. your ATMs. They make mm-hmm. ATMs. And voting machines. And voting machines. The difference between an ATM and a voting machine that Debolt Technology makes is you don't get a receipt from the voting machine. So there's no way to know that your vote's being counted. And they were interviewing people a couple of days after the election, and this girl comes up to the microphone, and this, to me, was the most telling thing. She lives in this teeny tiny little town in Ohio. And there was one of the things that was being voted on was for, you know, their representative, their state representative from that town. 
and she voted for, and apparently a friend of hers was on the ballot, okay. and she voted for him. And the next day, it came out that he had received no votes. Right. And she's like, I don't understand how that can be. I voted for him. How could he have zero votes? Well, I think I know how. It's because they, you know, switched the votes over. There was no way sure. he was going to win. They had swift voted Kerry to the nth degree and still realized they were going to lose. And so what they did is they stole the election. I am, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I got it. You know, I'm getting more along those lines as I get older because I'm more crotchety and it makes things easier for me to understand. Hey, if it's conspiracy, well, that makes sense. But if it's, you know, if it's some sort of, you know, that's the way the cards got dealt thing, I don't think the coincidence part doesn't go for me. Okay, right. That's the only time the exit polls were wrong. The only time the exit polls were wrong. They stole it. So I think that they took a look at that because that's going to be tougher now. People are aware of it. The mm-hmm. powers of big. And I'll tell you, this wasn't a big story, okay, because I think Americans would have a hard time getting their heads around the fact that even that when they do vote, their vote doesn't matter. Right. Like that's the one thing that they that, – that's kind of that certainty that we've always had as Americans. If I walk in there, this isn't some fucking third world banana republic, man, where you've got to get, you know, and you're putting a little piece of paper in there. We've now got all these electronic things, okay? Mm-hmm. And there is no way to know. You can switch votes on that. They, the guy testified before Congress. I think Americans really didn't want to hear about this. The reason it wasn't covered on the news is we can't get our heads around it. It's too disturbing. Okay, killing a lion, now that's just disturbing yeah. enough to get, to get into a big hoopla about. But killing your vote... Right. Okay. In its literally in its infancy. Okay. That nobody seems to care about. And now that that's out there, people do know about it. And there's going to be, you know, obviously there are going to be groups that will be monitoring the elections. Okay. That's what we need. You know, we always send like Jimmy Carter and all his pals over to be election monitors in these countries. We need somebody to come over here and monitor our elections. Yeah. That's what we need. I think that would be a great idea. I think Germany. Fine, I don't care. As long as, as long as you know, as long as they're not associated with corporate America, right? I go ahead. And I mean, didn't we help them out <laughs> with their like, you know, oh, monitors? Charles, Charles, I think one of the Koch brothers just said that it's time to end corporate welfare. And the interesting, the interesting line that a friend of mine said to me, I brought this up. He said, "Yeah, well, they've already got theirs. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're already billionaires. Yeah, they don't need sure. welfare. They want to make sure that if they do that, they can say, well, we're not getting welfare. Why should you? Right. They already did." So the reason Kasich is going to wind up being the nominee is because Ohio, as goes, uh, you cannot win. You can't become president of the United States as a Republican unless you carry Ohio. Can't be done. No president in the 20th century, okay, that was a Republican got nominated without carrying Ohio. Can't be done. Cannot be done. Um, you know, and it's Ohio, Florida. You know, no, they're not going to. Nobody cares about California. Nobody cares about New York. Okay, we know that they're going to go for whoever the Democrats right. put in. Okay, we already know that there are those states in Jesus Land. They're going to vote for whatever the Republicans put up. You can scream, all my independent friends can scream and yell and rant and rave about how they don't like the nominees and they should all be kicked out. But I don't see them kicking anybody out. Now I know that on the first Tuesday in November they're going to vote for whoever the, the Republican puts in, mm-hmm. and they will campaign whoever that is, not because they're for him. Because they're against the Democrats. Right. It doesn't matter who the Democrats put up. They're going to be against him. It just so happens right now that Obama happens to be black, so they really get to double down on that. Sure, yeah. Okay. But in all honesty, okay, we could have a white, male, crotchety, 60-son. We put Joe Biden there. They complain about him, too. Sure. They just call him a blithering dolt. This is really the working man's 
man over here in, in Santa takes a train. He is not a bazillionaire. Right. He's a hardworking guy. His son, God rest his soul, I am a real American patriot right there. Re- said, I'm not going to run for anything right now mm-hmm. because I want to be attorney general because I've got a thing against women being trafficked, and I want to complete that case. Let's see something do, through to fruition. Right. So God bless him for that. I mean, that's a real loss. That's a loss. Bo Biden dying mm-hmm. like that. That's a loss to America, as far as I'm concerned. Now, you want to put Joe Biden in there. They're, they're talking about this, you know, and he's still getting over the death of his son. And in the same breath, they're talking about how Trump is a populist message. A populist message. <laughs> and, of course, they put that in a, I know, control the laughter. I've got more. Oh, boy. <laughs> Because they're also talking about how the Clintons have made $140 million since 2007. Okay, that's eight years. They made about, what, $15, 20000000 million a year. That doesn't surprise me. No. He's an ex-president. Sure. Okay, Jimmy Carter didn't make that kind of money. because po- Popular he's a, one, by the way. Uh, yeah, extremely popular one, by the way. Although, I'll tell you something. <clears throat> Looking back on the Clinton presidency, there are a number of things that this guy did. And I look back on now, yeah. and I am absolutely ashamed of as a Democrat. very Republican thing. Isn't it? Very, very Republican. As, as you have said many mm-hmm. times, Hillary Clinton, not a Democrat, Republican light. Yeah. Republican yeah. light. You want a Democrat? Bernie! He's funded by the bank. Oh. Bernie. Bernie. Oh. Stroke material My for hero. people like us. Sure. I don't watch porno. I, lo- I read Bernie Sanders quotes and then rub one out. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a socialist. He's a shut the fuck up. All right? Yeah. Because if you think he's a socialist and you know what you are, you're a plutocrat. By the, by the way, they don't even know what the word means. Right. They don't know what, yeah. There's a difference between socialism and communism. Let's get that right. part straight. For anybody who wants to read, you know, what is it, uh, uh, Kant and yeah, all these guys. Con- no, <laughs> not, con- not <laughs> Kant, but, you know. Marx and all that. Marx, yeah, Marx. The Marx-Engels reader. Go go get that. Whatever. Go get the Marx-Engels reader. It, it, it's, it's a label. We live in an oligarchy. How about, I'm not a socialist. I'm just anti-oligarchy. How's that? There you go. Right. I am not, I don't want plutocrats and I don't want oligarchs running right. my country. Unfortunately, guess what? They are. It doesn't matter who we put in office. Well, you know. Well, unfortunately, don't. I love Bernie, but he's not going to get elected. (gasps) He's polling higher than everybody. You know what? If we based, if we based our our thoughts on that on polling, you know, we'd we'd have President Bachman right. We'd have President Herman Cain right now. Imagine the campaign between Bernie and Trump. What a wet dream! I seriously, <laughs> that would I would be like orgasm or the you know, like the thing from Saturday Night Live where the guy's like, "Hey, how you?" Oh. Yeah, that that's almost more than I. I would reactivate my cable TV. I gotta, I gotta tell you, every time somebody says that that uh, Donald Trump is striking a chord, yeah, he's oh he's, yeah, he's sure striking he a chord. He's striking a chord with yeah. a bunch of or people. the banjo. Right, exactly. I hear as I hear banjos run. Paddle, paddle faster. That's it. Yeah, paddle, paddle faster. faster. Right. I hear banjos. First things first, let's get this part straight. He's not going to be president. He's no. not even going to be the nominee. No. He's not no. going to be the nominee. No. Okay. No. I'm rich. Vote for me is not what I think is a good tagline for your election. Well, I think it would make a great button because Bernie's button is eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> and the lobbyists. And the lobbyists. That's right. Eat the lobbyists. Right. But they're making all big brouhaha, and Donald Trump is literally now the dancing bear. Yep. He's absolutely the dancing bear because he has no policies. There's no 
foreign policy. There's no domestic policy. It's this is right. what I want. This is what I think we should do. Let me appeal to your anger and outrage and fear. Yeah. I'll it, build a wall. I'll fix it. My gonna, foreign policy. He has no foreign policy. Fuck know. them. It's his foreign yeah, policy. Yeah. I've negotiated with these people, and I can bring the jobs back. Really? I love it. Once again, best drinking game you're going to have mm-hmm. is every time anybody on that stage says, on oh, my first day in office, I'm going to do, and then fill in the blank, do a shot. And the, the reason you know they're all lying is because every single one of them has discounted Congress. And if they're Republicans, that's who they think has been the stalwart for them. Well, you think that you're going to be able to get a veto-proof majority? <clears throat> Not going to happen, baby. Okay, Income uh, inequality has gotten to the point now where... And, and also... The greatest thing that's going to happen in the next 10 years is the depletion of gerrymandered districts. I know. I wake up in the morning. I say the teeniest of prayers that that we may. You know, why not just we should do with districts in America what what the colonial powers did in the Middle East. Now, sure, it's going to set up a few problems with warring, you know, with the Hatfield and McCoy tribes. Sure. You know, warring against each other. They're, they're literally, that's Sunni Shia mm-hmm. for rednecks. Right, right. <laughs> that's Sunni Shia for rednecks, the Hatfields and the McCoys. The Mike and Lynn, the Dixons. Okay, but <laughs> if you draw like little boxes, that's the fairest way to do it. Sure. Take a state and say, how many yeah, How many people are in the state? Mm-hmm. Total number. How many representatives should you get? Great. Then just divide it up and that's where yeah, they are. There you go. That's it. Divide it into that many segments of equal space. Now, if there's a big city in there, well, that's the way it goes. Smart. That's it. Yeah. You want to represent, you know, please, I beg of you, vote against gerrymandering. If there's a gerrymandering, just get rid of it. Arizona, God bless them. They finally, you know, they these people took it to court after the state uh, government tried to pull a fast one. Mm-hmm. They got sued. And the court said that state government was wrong and that they needed an independent commission. Independent commission. Independent. Not dependent on anybody. Not backed up by money. Not backed up by a false sense of moral indignation over what that district's doing versus my district. They're drawing these lines. They're like these little teeny lines. It's like a spaghetti piece where nobody lives. Mm -hmm. And then it widens out again to include whatever the rich district is or poor district, depending on who you want to get voted where. Okay? And... Democrats are as responsible for this as Republicans are sure. because they want to keep their seats. Right. These are, this is about 435 members of the House of Representatives being far more concerned about keeping their jobs than doing their jobs. I know it's a Sorkin line, but it's a great line. Yeah. It's a Sorkin line, but it's a great line. He got that part right. Okay, he absolutely got that part right. And now we are living in an age where basically in order to be a representative or a senator, you have to come to grips with the fact that bribery is part of your job description. Being able to say yes to something you don't want because it involves you getting money is something you better get used to. You have to get used to kowtowing to people who pay for you to keep your job. Not because you've done it. Okay, You haven't done your job. If your job is to represent the citizenry, you are the house of representatives. Let the fucking rich guys in Senate deal with, you know, corporations and stuff. But if you want to represent a constituency, okay, you better go out there and find out what they really want. And now it's August, so we're on recess. So get ready, everybody, okay, because the next couple of weeks, right after the debate, we're going to have three weeks of Fox, MSNBC, CNN, 
Al Jazeera America, all of them are going to be showing because now every time one of these politicians goes home and does one of these town halls, everybody's recording it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so get ready for aspirins between your knees. Get ready for the lunacy. Snowballs. Snowballs. Yeah. Get ready for the lunacy that is the hardcore fundamentalist Republican constituency going out there. And get ready for this. O'Keefe, the guy and the was it the Center for Medical Progress yeah, or whatever yeah, that yeah. bullshit thing is. The guys that make those videos, these are the same guys that are out there doing the uh guerrilla journalism yeah. type thing. They've literally They've mutated the original 60 Minutes kind of thing, you know, where Morley Safer would show up, you know, and the guy that's been ripping off people and just show up at their door. These guys show up with their cameras, and their goal is to get the gotcha moment. They don't give a shit about whatever anything else says. They can edit it down because we, as a society now, want things faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. We can't. Our attention spans are gone. I'll tell you the perfect example of this. Is that I read through uh, a thing that I had, you know, downloaded a long time ago, and I've had I've had in there, and it's it's all about companies that made bad mistakes in the, in the original. I'll tell you one that caught my eye, and it, and there's a reason for it. Blockbuster had a chance in the year right around 2000, 2000, somewhere in there, to buy and own outright Netflix yeah. for wait for it, fifty million. <laughs> and the owners of Blockbuster, and I say this because I used to do business with Blockbuster. When I worked for Freeride, they were a client of mine. I brought them in, and they were doing business with us. These people seemed like bright people. At the time, they were based in Texas, I think, so I should have known. Yeah. Right there. But they said at the time, they were like, this whole video through the mail, think DVDs through the mail, that's never going to supplant our brick-and-mortar store. Netflix right now is worth bazillions of dollars, and Blockbuster is, I'm pretty sure, closed. Pretty sure. Yeah, they're, they're done. Now, <laughs> this, is the, this is the interesting part. This is where I have to work my way back into why I was thinking about this. But it has to do with how impatient we are. The reason Netflix has done so well is because we have now all of our choices right here. Look at this mm-hmm. little yeah. thing. It's computer in front of me. Sure. So why get up and go anywhere? Right. Right. And since we have that ability, shouldn't we have the ability to get anything we want in the shortest little sound bites as fast as we can for the maximum consumption of the most of the least of it? Sure. <laughs> okay. We're not getting the full meal. You get one bite of steak. Mm-hmm. You get one bite of salad. You get one bite of vegetables. You get one bite of potatoes. You get one bite of this. And then we're going to come back and we're going to give you that another bite of steak, except we're going to make you regurgitate it first, and we're going to give it to you over and over <laughs> and over again. If we just keep telling you that Planned Parenthood is selling mm-hmm. selling body parts for profit, you'll believe it, even though they are a non-profit organization. They are not selling them for profit. Okay, It pays the bills. Okay? We understand the point they're trying to make. Yeah. Is that... Is because the people that they're preaching this to believe in Satan. I'm. You laugh. I but, do too, and but, I and I I do too. But, but and this, I'll tell you something. Dick Cheney really exists. He he does exist, and and then he's not Satan. He's the Antichrist. There's a difference. He's, <laughs> Ex the, he's the avatar of Satan on Earth, kind of like Jesus to God. I like that. The right. avatar of Satan on Earth. Yes. Very nice. So, 
Uh, but but these people believe in Satan, and they believe that these that these Planned Parenthood people and the abortion doctors and all these people are tools of Satan. So of course they they don't just sell the aborted fetuses; they rub the blood on their faces and and dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and have satanic ceremonies. And then among other things, uh, they sell fetuses because they're evil. <laughs> This is what they really believe. And so this Planned Parenthood video is just, see, we told you these devil-worshipping abortionists are eating fetuses and selling them and making money because that's what they're all about. They're baby butchers. We're trying to tell you that. That's that's what they're trying to and they And they get their – only that lunatic fringe is whipped up and believes it. Nobody else does. Right. And, and to me, this is about America's um – Impatience with anything. Nobody wants to do the homework anymore. Nobody wants to do the research. We're going to accept what gets told to us at face value as it is spewed to us at an increasingly rapid pace. We are gauntleted. There's there's a word that doesn't Ooh, really exist. I know. Let's make that, one up. No, that, yeah. You want to write that one down. Gauntlet with an E-D. Okay. Add that to the Urban Dictionary. There you go. Gauntleted. But we, we are. We, we are in the midst of a gauntlet of information. And when I say information, I mean both information and misinformation. That is just flung at us at increasingly, just at, at rapid pace now. You turn on the TV, you've got somebody talking to you, you've got a thing on the side that gives you the numbers, you've got a scroll on the bottom, okay, and they throw it at you. And I think that particularly stations like Fox News and conservatives, and I you know... I'm sure MSNBC does it as well. I just don't notice it as much because I'm not outraged as much. But I'm sure they do it. But Fox, definitely. Their their MO is take something you know will fire up the base. Its accuracy is irrelevant. We're just going to say it over and over again. Okay? Yeah. It's like if we just keep doing this, it, it's they, they truly believe, I think, that if they can keep broadcasting misinformation, it will, in fact, become real. It'll be a self-fulfilled prophecy that they have made. Whereas, in fact, that, we all know that is not the case. All you're doing is firing up the most lunatic fringe. Sure. Of the bases. All they seem to care about anymore. I'm disgusted by it all. But that's not going to stop me from being incredibly amused this Thursday evening. Fun for the whole fucking family, baby. <laughs> Time for me to get my rock swirl on, babe. How you feel about that? You can't go wrong with Led Zeppelin. Let's nope. let's just get that part clear. I if you don't once again, if you don't like Zeppelin, stop listening to the show because I do and all rock and roll start all rock and roll drumming starts with John Bonnet. We don't want to know you. I really I really don't want to know you. I had somebody say, How come you don't talk more about exactly which album stuff comes from? Because I figure anybody who's listening to the show knows their shit. You're not listening to me unless you know your shit. You really don't. So congratulations, folks. You know your shit. We're kicking it off, though. I, w- I put this one together. I've had these two songs. I had the Nina Hagen song sitting in there for a while. I've been looking for an excuse to play it. Now I found it because I love Nina Hagen. And I was going to play the New York, New York, which I love. I love her song, New York, New York. I love that. I may even play that next week when I go off in that Max's Kansas City CBGB type thing, you know, from my youth. From my youth. But for this one, we'll do a little Zeppelin. Little Nina Hagen, and it's all nobody's fault but mine on the Groovadon on SoFloRadio.com.
You see this watch? Yeah. That watch costs more than your car. I made $970,000 last year. How much you make? You see, pal, that's who I am, and you're nothing. Nice guy? I don't give a shit. Good father? Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. You want to work here? Close! You think this is abuse? You think this is abuse, you cocksucker? You can't take this. How can you take the abuse you get on a sit? You don't like it? Leave.
Yeah, baby, nobody's fault but my Nina Hagen version. Before that, nobody's fault but mine. Led Zeppelin. That one going after my boy Joe Zepp out there. I know we used to dig in on that stuff. You can't go wrong with it. Hey, almost at the end of the show, but you know what? I've got a little time, and that means it's time for me to take care of the people that take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about Precision Auto Works at Pompano Beach, Florida. First things first, Dave, I'm going to be over there sometime this week because I owe you a little bit of money for the last time you fixed my car, and it's great. The brakes are good. The engine's good. These guys are phenomenal. Dave Carey, Tracy, the entire SAE certified crew out there, bumper-to-bumper coverage. Whatever car you own, they're doing it. He now just got a brand-new lift. He's got guys that are actual race cars coming in there now for him to fix. So if this guy can fix a race car, pretty sure he can work on your Honda. That's just what I'm saying. 954-247-9362. It's the only number you need. Mention that you heard about it on the Groove with Don. Let him know that you're listening to the show. He'll definitely take care of you. There's a discount there. He already told me that if you come in and you say you heard about the place on the Groove with Don, he's going to take a discount, some percentage, but it'll be less than you pay, than you would normally have to pay, which is already probably less than you're paying whoever, whatever mechanic you have now. And one thing that I guarantee, it gets done right. Okay? It gets done right. Internal combustion engine after 1900. Dave is your man. And if there isn't a part for it, he'll make it for you because the guy's got that tool and die swagger going on over there. Every time he makes a new part, every time he can't find a part because he's working on like a 70 Chevelle or this or one of these things where if you want to find the right part for it, you're literally going to be on, on the internet for like the next six weeks or you make it yourself. And he does that. So I'm in awe of people that can do stuff like because I can't make shit. I make a sandwich. That I can go. make. I can make a sandwich, but I can't make the damn car run. Dave, the whole crew there, 954-247-9362. You can always go to the SoFlow.com webpage. Click on Tony C's Groove Don. You'll see every song I have ever played in an entire list. And right above it is a line and a link to Precision Auto Works. It gives you all the directions there. It's on Copens, just off the highway. Easy to get to. A bit weird. You go back in that little area back there where all the other car people are. I'll tell you what, it's worth going over there because there's a whole bunch of other car places around there that specialize in stuff. And there's one that specializes in Porsches. And every time I drive by it, there's like 20 just beautiful Porsches ranging in years from like 1970 through whatever the brand new 2014 models are. Just, I always go the long way around after I leave that place so I can drive by the little Porsche place, which is up the block, just to take a look at it and, you know, cry. <laughs> cry again, get it. Of course, you know what that means. Time for the drive group of the day. And yeah, I am back on a Shredding Steve kick. I know. I've got him. I've got Shredding Steve's. And whoever won the pool on when I was going to run out, screw you, because I ain't running out. I've got Steve Morse and Stevie Rave on. And if you don't think these guys can shred and get your RPMs to the red line, you're out of your freaking mind. It's the Drive Groove of the Day on SoFloRadio.com.
Yeah, baby, that's how you want to drive down the road to drive groove of the day. Stevie Ray Vaughan doing Mary Had a Little Lamb. That's originally the studio version. It's from Texas Flood, his first album. That is from Montreux Jazz Festival, 1985. The entire show is available, perfectly recorded, as if it was made for a movie, on YouTube. If you are a Stevie Ray Vaughan fan and you haven't seen that, that and his show at the El Macambo, which is where he does... Uh, he does some Hendrix and that. It's just, it really almost makes you forget forget about Hendrix. I swear to God, except you really can't. Before that, Steve Morris band, Runaway Train. I started off with the Lonesome Train, then went to Mystery Train, then went to Runaway Train. It's a train-a-thon. Steve Morris band, Runaway Train. That's uh, my favorite all-around guitar player right there. Hey, guess what? Another Groovathon, kind of in the books. We've got a tad 
of extra groove today because I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. But I'm finishing it off with Santana. I remember the days when you could walk around New York and it would be guys. They still do this with books. But you would walk down the street and people would have these albums they were selling on the street. And I got in from one guy. I got Santana 3, which is what this song is from, uh, No One to Depend On. I got Abraxas, and I got Lord Such and Heavy Friends. I got all three of those original pressings. I got them for three bucks. I got three for ten. Okay? Now, those three albums are so worth ten dollars. So, each one is worth ten. Each one of them. There is not a bad track on Santana 3. I just listened to the entire album the other day. The shitty tracks are great. The ones where you're like, oh, well, this one isn't as good as the one before, but it's still better than just about anything else I was going to put on at the time. Hey, guess what? An attitude of gratitude is how I start and how I finish. It's a big, big, big mucho mahalo to everybody. I've gotten a few uh, birthday wishes. My birthday's coming up on Friday, so I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. Happy I birthday. Thank you. I th- I'm not sure if I'm spending it with, with, with my gal, Di. I'm not sure if we're doing something Friday or Saturday. So I'm usually at this point, at this, you know, crusty dusty age that I'm at now, I just don't go out and celebrate the way I used to. I'm sorry, George. Do you feel old now? I'm so old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what, though? That's never stopped me from rocking. It's never stopped me from being appreciative. So mucho mahalo to everybody who tunes in and to everybody who downloads the show. As always, for both myself and George, it is peace. Aloha. Good night, Mom.
from high atop 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com.